Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Just want to go to a quick text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We just had Ken Holland on, uh, and he's, uh, Dan Texas. He said, Bob, despite what happened, did Ken see continued buy-in from the players during the exit interviews? And I think that Ken sort of alluded to that. Certainly, that's the case. You'll see buy-in when pending UFAs take less money than they made last year. So we'll see what happens with Derek Ryan and Matthias Janmark. If the Oilers get those guys signed at $1.25 million or less, and they both got double-digit goals, Ryan scored 13 goals and went plus 11. That is an illustration of buy-in. But Ken kind of alluded to the fact that certainly the players realize the time is now. Well, the time ultimately has been now. It's been all season now for the Seattle Thunderbirds. And we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And welcome back to the show he is the son of a, a hockey legend, uh, Bill LaForge. Bill LaForge Jr. has built the Seattle Thunderbirds to a powerhouse this year. They were my team to win the WHL title for day one. They lost in six games to the Edmonton Oil Kings last year, and uh, they uh, won the WHL championship Friday night in Kent. Uh, we welcome back to the show Seattle Thunderbirds GM Bill LaForge Jr. Hello, Bill. How are you doing? Good, Bob. Yourself? Good. Uh, was Friday the the second step or the third step for your team this year? How would you uh, assess winning the WHL title? Because there's still unfinished business for your squad. Yeah, I think that you know, anytime you have a team that's expecting to do a lot of uh, good work, it's every every round is just another step in the process. So, you know, it was the second trophy out of three that we want to win. So, um, you know, we're we're looking at it that way. It's just another step for us. You made substantive trades, uh, a smaller deal to get a guy like Luke Prokop from the Edmonton Oils, a bigger deal to get Dylan Gunther from the Edmonton Oil Kings. So those guys win, you know, championships in back-to-back years at the WHL level. You really did cash in all your chips this year, didn't you? When you when you look at it, yeah. In some ways, we did. I mean, we we traded a lot of draft picks. Um, we were very careful, though, to make sure that we didn't trade any of the existing younger pieces on our team that we feel will help us next year and beyond. So the the Ratzlaffs, Minios, Myotovics, Gustafsons, um, we made sure to keep those guys to help us moving forward. So we did it a different way. We didn't uh, didn't trade guys that were part of our core going forward, but we traded some draft picks that uh, you know we think with uh, with our great scouting staff will be able to you know keep the keep the cupboards full going forward. We just had Ken on the show and he talked about shaving goals against and the Oilers were uh, 18th and 17th in goals against the last two years despite how obviously they were the most exciting team in the league to watch the number one offensive team I know you watch the NHL uh, the one thing that I noticed in the series against Winnipeg Winnipeg had not lost back-to-back games all season you beat them four straight games after losing game one there your team's ability to defend it helps when you have Team Canada's goalie in between the pipes and you have two of Team Canada's defensemen. But at the end of the day, is that part of the identity of the Seattle Thunderbirds as to why you guys can be successful, as you can defend? Yeah, I think a lot of the credit for that goes to our coaching staff. I mean, we when we don't have the puck, we want to get it back. It's not we're not a team that falls back and and shells up and waits for the other team to attack. We we want the puck all the time and we play fast. And like you said, we have great goaltending and a lot of depth on defense. But I, I think with us, it's just having the puck as much as possible um, allows us to keep the puck out of our end. Bill LaForge Jr. is the pres- uh, general manager of the Seattle Thunderbirds. 
Bella, how many uh, guys off a team, when it, when it was all said and done, how many Team Canada players did you end up with by the end of the season after you made a couple more trades? I think it was uh, five, six, six off Team Canada and one off Finland. So right. seven World Juniors, but six off Team Canada. So you had the four guys that were off your squad during the Christmas. By the way, uh, when you guys didn't have them during the Christmas break, how did you, you know, how did you guys end up doing in the standings without the four players that made Team Canada from the Seattle Thunderbirds? Yeah, we were lucky. We went, uh, I think we went ten zero and one or nine zero and one, something along those lines. So, we uh, we still had a pretty good core without without those guys as yeah. well. So. so the four guys were your goaltender Thomas Milich, and then you had uh, the two. Uh, you'd already made the trade at that point for Allen, right? Uh, the defenseman from Prince Albert. Korchinski, yes. obviously a, a top ten pick of Chicago last year. Actually, Allen's a first rounder from Chicago as well. And then you had Reed Schaefer, who at that time was Edmonton and Oilers' uh, property. So those four players. Then you went out and added Dylan Gunther as well as Colton Dock, a uh, second-rounder from the Chicago Blackhawks. You, you've got six guys there. You get Brad Lambert as well. Uh, did you get – I mean, you look at the acquisition cost for Lambert and for Gunther. Did you get a little bit lucky there, do you think, that those players ultimately ended up uh, in junior? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of uh, luck involved, but I think we we made a lot of deals that we felt were worth the risk for us. I mean, Prokop wasn't a slam dunk to come back. Gunther wasn't a slam dunk to come back. Lambert wasn't. So in each one of those trades, maybe we got a little bit better, better of a deal, but we assumed a lot of the risk too. So it was it was something that you know, as a as a management staff, we we talked about and said that we thought it made sense and we decided to go for it. I wasn't good enough to play in the WHL as a 17 year old. Uh, uh, I know we've talked about the, I played with Guy Godowski for Stu McGregor in the Southside Athletic Club in Edmonton. Uh, wasn't good enough. And grew up with a bit of a WHL bias. Like the WHL won two out of every three Memorial Cups basically from 1976, 77 until, you know, sort of the 2007, 2008. The league's only had one championship since then. It was the Edmonton Oil Kings in 2014. They weren't supposed to win that year. They did. They probably had a better team last year on paper. They didn't win. Uh, they had a lot of injuries that, you know, and you guys banged up Dylan Gunther, knocked him out of the series last year. Um, how's the health of your squad as you headed to the Memorial Cup tournament in Kamloops this year? Yeah, we're, we're pretty good. I mean, I think every team at this time of year has some uh, bumps and bruises, but I think right now where everybody's playable and, um, you know, we're going in as healthy as, as one team can expect, I guess, going into the champion and championship, and we've played, you know, 20-odd games. So I think overall uh, we're really healthy and we're excited to get going. You beat Kamloops in six in the, in the WHL Western Conference final. they got a real good team too, don't they? They're they're very good, very well coached, very deep. Um, you know, a couple big end, big high end offensive players with Zelliger and Stankoven and Seminoff. So they, they, they're they're a very big challenge, and you know, every game with them is uh, is a hard one. That's for sure. Um, I gotta ask you, uh, is it? Do you feel the weight? And the exp- it is out west. There's two teams. In the- I would like nothing more to see Seattle and Kamloops play in the Memorial Cup final, but a lot's got to happen between now and then. Uh, there is going to be some expectation because you have six players off the World Junior Team. The Oil Kings, by the way, had four last year, but only three were able to play in the actual tournament. Uh, does, you know, the 
does that do you, do you feel the pressure like I know the Oilers with McDavid and Dreisaitl the organization there's a lot of people that picked Edmonton to win the Stanley Cup this year they lost to Vegas a team that was better than them in the regular season and ultimately better than them come crunch time in game five and game six but do you feel a little bit of that or is it a little earlier or do you think maybe you'll feel that with uh, uh, when you get to Kamloops or conversely where you're feeling it during the year as you were able to get all the players ultimately into your program that you'd made those conditional trades for I, I think we've had a target on our back since day one of the season and nothing's really changed and you know we've accepted it embraced it um and we will enter every night ex- excited to to play another champion so um no I, I don't think we're too worried about it we're like i said just excited to get the opportunity to um prove how good we are your dad was renowned for having tough teams uh last year when i saw your team they were tough relative to today's standards you still have a bit of that physicality oh uh, yeah we definitely do we, we play big we play hard and we play fast but uh definitely a lot of a lot of finish checks out there and our coaches do uh, do a good job like i said when when we don't have the puck we want to get it and the best way to do it is to finish a check and turn it over quick couple edmonton angles for you uh Reed Schaefer, the Oilers, moved his rights to Nashville. It was a great trade for Edmonton. They got Ekholm. He made a mammoth difference to the squad, but it hurt the Oilers organization because they believed in Reed. I know he he went through. He had a hot start to the year. Then he didn't score in about 13 games. Uh, how was his overall season for you? Rito's had a great year. He's uh, he's a big body that can skate, and he he helps you in in a variety of different ways. I mean, not if it's not on the score sheet, he's you know he's the best penalty killer probably in the league. He's uh, yeah. you know he's a he's you know on the power play on the PK. He's coach wants him out there all the time, so uh, he can help you in different ways just on other than the scoreboard. And you know for us, he's been great all season. Gunther Cummins uh, advertised in terms of his ability to finish. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite exciting. I mean, there's some of the some of the goals he scores are of the wow variety, and um, you know he scored one, and I think it was in game three against Winnipeg or game four. That it was just a rocket pass from Schaefer actually below the goal line, and he was skating towards it and one timed it. I still don't know where it went. I, I'm with you. Uh, I watched it about six times. I'm like, where did the like where? How did he put that in? Like it just and maybe part of it for me is I'm a left shot, so I'm not thinking like that's a right-handed shot that's wiring that. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know about you. He just like it was an absolute BB. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I actually asked him yesterday. I'm like, where did it go? I still haven't seen it. And he said, he said it went low in the short side. But I. Uh Again, I sit right behind it. I didn't even see it go in. So. Yeah, crazy stuff. All right, well, uh, Bill, best of luck. I know that there's a lot of people that care about the Western Hockey League that uh, uh, the times, you know what, you got more teams. You got 22 teams in the other two leagues. The OHL's got 20. Um, I did see Ottawa play earlier this year. I'm surprised they didn't win based on what I saw uh, the night I went in because they had a lot of skill. Uh, so Peterborough must have a pretty good team. Uh, I know Dallas Akins is pretty stoked that the uh, Pete's got through. Uh, and the Quebec Ramparts have Patrick Watt. It's going to be a challenge, isn't it? It will be. Yeah, you don't get out of your league without without a great hockey club. And, you know, we respect everyone. And we'll, uh, we'll try and take them on game by game. All right. Best of luck in the tournament. 
Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You bet. That's Edmonton and area product. Bill LaForge Jr. He's the general manager of the Seattle Thunderbirds. They win the WHL championship in five games. They have a big, heavy, skilled team. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Still making a great get their new Canadian club pizza with ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes. Visit royalpizza.ca. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Had the meat lovers last night from Royal Pizza as I watched uh, Florida and Carolina. This is Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Uh, they got a flash sale taking place, 10000 off remaining 2022 F-150s. The boys are also saying they're still paying top dollar for trade-ins. Uh, they've had a run on used vehicles. They need more. If you have a vehicle that's in good condition, they'll be happy to purchase it from you outright as well. Give them a call, 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. You can keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, this text comes in. Yamamoto and Fogel make too much, but getting rid of them makes the team worse. Um, well, I think something might have to give with one of those two guys. I mean, logic would dictate that's the place. Whether's got a, a locked-in top five. David Dreisettle, Nugent Hopkins, who had a tough uh, playoff and five on five, one goal and one assist. Only Yanmark had uh, fewer five on five points in the playoffs than RNH, but he was you know, 104 points in the regular season, was great on the Oilers' power play. So David Dreisettle, Nugent Hopkins, Kane's going to bounce back next year. He is. It's inevitable. And Hyman, he'll be hard pressed to get to 83 points again, but that's a real good top five. Um, is there a different mechanism in place. You play Holloway in the top six right from day one next year. And what gives with Fogel? I think Fogel looked really good on a line with McLeod and Derek Ryan. Like maybe they could play together again. So we'll see what ends up transpiring here. You, there are different mechanisms that you can deploy. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as we go off into this day in Oilers history for our friends at New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. And here's Brendan Escott. 1985, Willie Lindstrom beat Pele Lindbergh for the game winner as the Oilers beat the Flyers 3-1 to even up the Stanley Cup final one game apiece. Flyers only mustered 18 shots on goal on home ice. That's it, eh? You were obviously were not born then. I, I was oh. working that working that night at Rosie's Bar and Grill in West Edmonton Mall. I'm serious. Because <laughs> the, the Smitty's across the street, Brendan, it had the TV. Rosie's didn't have a TV, so we spent half our time across uh, the way. There you go. For, there's useless and superfluous information. We'll have more of that coming up on tomorrow's show. Mark Spector will join us. As will Brian Lawton for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts and David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Should we get David to chime in? We're about, what, five days away from a provincial election? Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Chelsea on Chad with Chelsea Bird. So long. Oh, what? wait a sec. Wait, Reed Wilkins has got inside sports, and I almost forgot to give him a plug. What's he got shaking? A <laughs> uh, bit of a breakdown in the Elks with play-by-play voice Morley Scott and then NHL uh, hockey on Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy. Should mention as well, because we're back down to just two hours, Rob Breckenridge is coming up for the next hour, and then Chelsea on oh, Chad. That's well, my thank, bad. That's, it's all good. I'm supposed to know that off the top of my head. Fire the host. He's done. He's best but past expiration dates happen uh there you go up next global news weather traffic update with randy coburn back at you tomorrow